36 years of basketball knowledge and life skills. Your host, Coach Goins, focuses on today's topics on and off the court, helping players and coaches achieve their goals. So get ready for another fast break episode of Basketball More Than a Game with your host, Coach Goins. Hey, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It's that time of day. Yes, again, is it time for Sunday conversation? That is so true. So listen, it's Coach Goins, and I'm so glad to be back in the studio. And it is that time. Like, Coach, who's on? Wait a minute. Calm down. You know who's on. None other than Mr. Michael T. Quick. So you said, man, it is already that time of month. You know the co-host is back, and he already told me he's got his notepad full of action-packed stuff. So, But before we get into all that good stuff, we got to make sure that we are paying the bills. So we want to make sure that we give our title sponsor a nice shout-out, and that is Mr. Curtis T. Jackson. He is a broker, agent, and benefits coordinator out of North Carolina and now serving the great Commonwealth of Virginia. So for your insurance needs, please reach out to Mr. Curtis Jackson at area code 919-614-5796. And as always, make sure you talk to him before you really need that insurance. So make sure it's in place uh, and that you have it. So make sure it also make sure you let him know that you heard uh, his advertisement on basketball more in the game. We appreciate his continued support as we just give a shout out to all of our followers in the United States as well as Australia, Japan, United Arab Emirates, United Kingdom, Finland, Germany, Dominican Republic, the Netherlands, Kuwait, Canada, and coming to you pretty soon. So all that's out of the way, and we have none other than Mr. Michael T. Quick, our co-host once a month, as we always promise you, he's back with us. So Mr. Quick, how you doing today, sir? I'm doing good, Coach Goins. How are you? All right, man. So listen, folks. Yes, we are going international. So when you see Mr. Quick now, and as he posts this, let him know that he is also an international podcast co-host uh, as we are making making it pop all across the United States as well as the world. So we certainly appreciate everybody as they continue uh, to take a listen to us. And we're available on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean.com, Facebook, as well as SoundCloud. So you can just dial us in and go, hey, I'm always all about tracking you and see what's the good stuff popping. So with that, Mr. Quick, you know what? It's football, man. So what I'm going to do, I've got my stuff pulled up over my screen, and I don't know what you got on your screen since you're via from North Carolina. So we'll let you go ahead and kick off this first ep- the first part of the podcast, which we always entitle Fast Break. So, Mike, you are on lead. Yes, sir. Uh, looking forward to the NFL season kicking off tonight. Uh, first game, the defending Super Bowl champs, the New England Patriots, uh, hosting the Kansas City Chiefs. All should be a great ball game tonight. Battle of two great head coaches, Andy Reid and Bill Belichick. Um, the New England, um, you, everybody's seen what they did coming back against the Atlanta Falcons in the Super Bowl last season. Andy Reid has his troops ready to go, so we're looking forward to a great ball game tonight and a big weekend of NFL action. Watch out now. You, you let's let's go on. I, I, I know they're kicking it off, and I know my man Mr. Gaudet's gonna be there, and I know they're gonna be booing him, you know, for everything that's going down in the league. And and Mike is exactly right. You know, think about it. The Chiefs are at the Patriots. You know, it, it should be a high high pound a high scoring game, and and we definitely look forward to that. And let, let's go ahead. Since we talk about it, let's just go ahead and run down. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna take your picks, Mike. You know what? What we're gonna do? We're gonna see how well you're gonna do. So I've got my pen right here, and we're gonna yes, see. Sir. We're gonna see exactly how good Mr. Quick's gonna do, and we're gonna run down Week One schedule. Okay, so tonight. So who are you taking, Mr. Quick, and against the Kansas City Chiefs versus the New England Patriots? I'm going with the champs. I can't go against Mr. Brady and Mr. Belichick tonight. Um, they're getting uh, um, honoring the champs tonight, probably getting their ring. So I got to go with the Patriots. All right. So let's turn our attention to the Jets and the Bills. Let's let's stay in the, let's stay up north with that game. Who are you taking? I'm going with the Jets. All right, he's going with the Jets, and I'm just logging all this down, folks. All right, we, uh, excuse me, staying in the, uh, let's, uh, come on. Why am I going to ask this question? So we're going to dip on down a little bit to the AF, excuse me, the NFC East. How about them Philadelphia Eagles versus none other than your boys, the Washington Redskins? Well, I'll tell you, you know, I, I, I can't go against my Redskins, so we're at home this weekend at FedEx, so I'm taking the Redskins over the Eagles, 20-17. to 17. Oh, man, he even dropped the score down there, so let me put that down. 20-17, to 17. folks, I told you in the beginning, make sure you have your shoes tight and got them laced up. 
All right, so what's going on? Uh, uh, Marshawn Lynch and the boys rolling down to Tennessee. So the Raiders versus the uh, Titans. I'm going with Raider Nation. Marshawn Lynch and David Carr. All right, so. All right, let's slow that. Okay, then it says Jacksonville at Texas. I think that game has been postponed. Uh, I hope I'm not misspeaking, uh, but I think uh, they're going to hold off on that uh, just due to the fact that, uh, um, you know, Houston is still, you know, I, I haven't heard that they're going to move that venue, but I know uh, they're, they're dealing with, uh, of course, uh, some issues there. So, uh, all in all, uh, that game, uh, we'll, we'll kind of leave that out, and i kind of go back and double-check on that because I don't want to misspeak. Uh, or do you know anything leading up to that game, Mike? Um, I haven't heard anything in regards to that game, but I do know the Tampa Bay game has been postponed to week 11. All right, so there we go. Folks, that's why he is on the show. So let's go ahead. Who you got in Jacksonville versus Texas? I'm going with the Houston Texans. All right, so he's got the Texans because they're going to play that Cinderella season. All right, let's go out there and let's talk a little bit of Larry Fitzgerald versus uh, none other than them fellas from the Detroit Lions. I've got to go with the Arizona Cardinals um, in this game. All right. Now, be careful with this next one. This is a high-powered offense. The Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Cleveland Browns. Pittsburgh Steelers in a route. Oh, man. All right. We appreciate that vote of confidence. The Falcons versus the Bears. Going with the Falcons. All right. Going with the Falcons. And that new store at the end Chicago, but pretty soon they'll be down in that new Mercedes-Benz uh, dome. All right. So we got the Ravens versus the Bengals. Going with the Bayou Bengals. All right, going with the Bengals. All right, what about the Colts versus the Rams? I'm going to take the Rams in this game. All right, got the Rams. All right, now we're going to go on down there to, oh, we out west. So we got the Panthers at the 49ers. Panthers over the 49ers. All right, so you got the Panthers over the 49ers. All right, what about the Seahawks versus the Green Bay Packers? I'm going with Aaron Rodgers and the board. Uh-oh, watch out now. All right, let's go on again back to that NFC East. We got the New York Giants versus the Dallas Cowboys. It's in, it's in Dallas, but I'm going with the New York Giants on the road this weekend. I cannot pick for the Dallas Cowboys. All right. <laughs> and the Oh, Monday night. That's right. There's two games Monday night. We got the Saints and the Vikings. Who you rolling with? I'm taking the Saints in that game. All right, taking the Saints. And last but not least, we got the Chargers versus the Broncos. I'm going to go with the Denver Broncos. You're going to ride with the Broncos. All right, ladies and gentlemen, week one is in the book, uh, and that is, uh, that, that, that's, that's none other than Mr. Michael T. Quick. So, hey, let's go ahead and, you know what, we're going to give a shout-out real quick to all of the teams. As, as we know, everybody's, you know, their goal is to, to get to the Super Bowl, and we know that everybody – uh, won't achieve that, but we know that that's their goal. So two teams will will battle it out uh, to to win uh, or to go and and hoist that uh, Lombardi Trophy. So good luck to all the teams uh, as they head into this season. And uh, hopefully uh, they'll be able to play through uh, all the issues and making sure that everything is squared away uh, from head to toe. So before we do the jump on into this next rhythm, I got to give Mike a little opportunity to talk about his skins and what he sees as. Uh, the sleeper, and what have they done to uh, reinforce their efforts uh, for the campaign of this season? Well, you know, um, over the offseason, we lost our two um, top receivers in Pierre Garçon and Deshaun Jackson. So I was uh, a little leery. I felt like it, we were going into the season, it was going to be a long year. But as, as camp opened and the preseason progressed, it seems like our receiving core is going to be pretty good. Um, you know, adding Terrell Pryor at 6'5", to me, that's a big weapon. Um, I'm just hoping that, you know, we'll be able to we'll be able to make adjustments from week to week, and hopefully we can be a playoff team. I'm, I'm not going to count us out yet. I had threw us in the water, uh, you know, over the offseason, but, you know, maybe our receiving core can um, bail us out of some ball games this year and we'll make the playoffs. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, you heard that. So listen, I'm a Steeler fan, so let me just go ahead and run that down. You know, picking up uh, Hayden out of Cleveland, uh, that's a big that's a big deal for us, Mike. You know, and we also picked up uh, uh, one of the guys so secondary out of the Cowboys. So you know, we that's what we were lacking. You know, we really needed to to, to beef that up, and we certainly certainly appreciate uh, you know the, the Steeler organization. Uh, taking care of business and, and rolling that in. But also, uh, we also want to give a shout-out to Mr. Rooney. 
you know, he passed during the offseason, so we will be wearing uh, a nice clover. Uh, it's going to be black and gold, and his initials will be in the clover. Uh, so we honor him this year as we roll into this campaign. Again, just a tremendous, tremendous family uh, who has been you know, very vital and very instrumental in, in, in to the overall um, betterment of the league. So we just wish the Rooney family uh, just uh, you know, heartfelt condolences as we roll in without, uh, as we say, the ambassador, uh, Mr. Art Rooney. He was ambassador to Ireland. Uh, so, again, it's just a great, great opportunity for us to really play and really have uh, go after, you know, one celebrating his life and what he did as an owner of such a tremendous, tremendous franchise. So, hey, let's talk a little bit, Mike, about some of these guys. Um, you know what, let's let's go with, um, you know, guys that's not in the league. Uh, that, that's, that's, you know, right now possibly on the bubble. And I want to start, start off with the quarterback position. All right, so I'm going to toss this to you. Why is Colin Kaepernick not in this league? You know, I, just, I can't understand it right now. You know, I um, in a previous show, I just we talked about how I felt he's being blackballed. And, um, you know, even there's been a report to surface, surface this week that Ray Lewis reported that. You know, um, Stephen Bashotti, the owner of the Baltimore Ravens, they were talking about signing Colin Kaepernick, and then his girlfriend posted something on social media, you know, referenced Ray Lewis hugging Stephen Bashotti to the movie Django Unchained. And, uh, you know, where the, the slave owner had um, his butler was hugging him. So they took it as, as a racial, racial thing, and... Um, you know, and he said Ray Lewis stated that they were about to offer um, Colin Kaepernick a contract, and when that happened, they decided not to. I I don't necessarily agree with that. I wish they'd have went ahead on and offered him a contract because I feel like Colin Kaepernick is is a guy that can help some football team this year. There there is no way that there are twenty nine other backup quarterbacks that are better than Colin Kaepernick. I just don't see that. You know what, Mike, and that's so eloquently put. Uh, I know it's a delicate subject, but uh, you know it, that, that's you know at the end of the day, you know what is it about? Is it about? Uh, and again, you know, it's it, it's my opinion, so I'm going to go here. You know, what can a guy do on the field? You know, these people, you know, people ask me as a veteran, as a minority, uh, you know, so you know, should you, you know, should a person stand up for the night? You know what? We live in America, and and the thing with that is, you know, you you have, and that's part of living in America is that you have people that, you know, may not want to stand for the flag. Okay, and you know what? That's their right. If they don't want I'm not telling you it's right, and I'm not telling you it's wrong. But in America, you got a choice. If I want to get out here and drive to North Carolina, I want to drive 100 miles an hour, I got to be man enough to, to deal with the consequences of driving 100 miles an hour. If I'm playing with organization and I don't want to stand doing the national anthem for whatever reason, and if they deem me, okay, we don't want this guy to play, then I've got to understand, okay, I might, I might not be playing because I'm making this statement. So, again, it all lies with the individual. Uh, it, it lies, you know, it's, it, yeah, we know there's, you know, guys that's out there that, you know, should be giving shots, that's not giving shots, and they'll, you know, keep moving around and, and, and not being able to land on somebody just because, you know, they don't want a person in the league. You know, if that's, their, if that's what they want to do with people uh, as an owner or as an uh, organization, uh, you know, so be it. But, uh, you know, in the end, when you know that, to your point, Mike, when you know that guy or you know there's somebody on the sidelines that can, or not even on the sideline, you know that somebody is at home, the only thing they need is a phone to ring and they can come in and help you out. You know, that is a tremendous, tremendous, you know, talent that is not, uh, that is not being uh, utilized. So, you know, uh, with that, uh, let's talk a little bit about one of your former guys. I saw earlier today that uh, he was working out a little bit. Uh, and that's Robert Griffin the uh, third. You know he got another workout. I think he was out on the West Coast uh, working out uh, for another team out there, which is you know, and that he's almost kind of reminds me of kind of Colin Kaepernick when the first year they came in the league and they were able to do their thing, and then the next uh, you know next little bit everybody was kind of spying him. So what's your take on on Robert Griffin? Do you think he still has an opportunity to to be in the National Football League? I certainly think the young man could definitely be somebody's backup. He's had a lot of injuries, you know, um, torn ACLs, dislocated kneecaps, things to that nature. But I think he could be somebody's backup. And, you know, I take a look at, at a team right now, the Indianapolis Colts, who their quarterback is on the physically unable to perform this 
going into the season. I think that's a team that that could use somebody like Colin Kaepernick or Robert Griffin III, and they could really help their franchises. Andrew Luck is back and able to play because uh, the, the one thing, the AFC um, South is definitely going to be a lot tougher this year. Houston Texans are playing for something much bigger than themselves this season. Um, the Tennessee Titans are a much better football team. So the Colts, you know, without look, I think they could really fall behind the eight ball. And I think Robert Griffin III or Colin Kaepernick could probably help them if, if they were in uniform. You know what? And that's uh, that, that's none other than uh, Mike Quick. So hey, listen, let's go ahead and kind of shift on over to these some of these guys. Uh, here's what I don't understand. You know, this this guy they call him a quarterback, and we're gonna call him Brock Osenweiler. You know how how does he get traded? He goes to Cleveland. They drop. You know now they got to pay this dude sixteen million dollars. Yes, sir. Then he ends up. Now he's in Cleveland. Now I want I want you to get I, I'm I'm going I'm going to say this and I want you to come back at me. This dude is making 16 million dollars and he's not playing for Cleveland. For Cleveland. Did I say Cleveland? Did I say Cleveland Browns? Yeah. Okay, I just want my Right. <laughs> you paid you paid this guy 16 million dollars and you cut him. And you cut him. And then to your point, now you got guys with I'm gonna get on my soapbox. Now you got guys like Kaepernick, but you pay this guy sixteen million dollars. Now he ends up back in Denver. And I heard it, you know, this week on uh, one of the one of the, I think it was Mike and Mike, he was talking about, you know, he he's back and he he's playing for league minimum, which is seven hundred thousand dollars. I guess that's gonna be um I don't know, is that gonna be flash cast? Cause he's making Cleveland's paying him sixteen million to leave. So what do you think yeah. about what what do you think about this what do you think about this guy? Osweiler, I, I never understood why he decided to leave Denver after the Super Bowl win. I guess he was upset because he come in during the Super Bowl year when Peyton was out hurt, kept him afloat. He wanted a big payday, so he left him to take the big payday. When he should have stayed there because he was going to be handed the, the keys to the car. He was go, they were going to turn the franchise over to him. And in that system... The Denver Broncos system, he probably would have done well. But once he left, it's like his whole career fell apart. I think he left, took the money in Houston. He didn't pan out there, so they ended up trading him to Cleveland. Like you said, Cleveland's paying him sixteen million. That's the Cleveland. Is that the Cleveland Browns? The Cleveland Browns. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and I, I just can't. I don't understand it. But like you said, he's back. He's playing for the league minimum. And he's still getting $16 million from the Cleveland Browns. Yes. Yeah, well, so I might have to uh, send Mr. Osenwall my resume and say, hey, dude, if you need some off-duty security, you need to, you need to hit me up. I only charge $700,000 for the season to, uh, to give you some executive protection. Hey, so listen, let's turn our attentions over to uh, um, uh, Jamal Charles. You know what? I'm not understanding this. You know what I mean? He's got to be one of the most unappreciated running backs that's out there, right? He gets out here, and, I mean, this dude is just like, you know, but then he ends up in Denver, and now they're talking about it. They don't even know if he's still – is he still going to be able to do the things that he needs to do? I I just don't understand, Um, you know, and and maybe that's why this whole contract thing around uh, running backs, and I know Le'Veon Bell just showed up this past Monday, uh, you know, these dudes want a boatload of money, but that's a position that that's, you know, they're, they're not getting a lot of money playing the running back just because um, I looked at Ezekiel uh, Elliott's carriage last year. You know, you get that ball, you get that dude that ball that many times, he ain't going to be around long, not in this league. You know, you 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 know, saying you getting one that's like, man, well, well, why is he? You know, I think he had, you know, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen hundred. He's like, are you out of your mind? You gonna let the guy carry the ball that many times? Yeah, he's he's young right now, but as he starts to age, um, you know, that, that that's gonna be an opportunity as well. So hey, what about this guy right here? And I think sometimes they're throwing the um, throwing this guy out a little bit. Uh, you know, he's bouncing around, but that's Victor Cruz. You know, I'm I'm really you know. Well, what's your take on him? Victor Cruz is a he's a great athlete, good football player. I just think with um, some of the injuries that he's had, you know, teams teams are a little leery of him. Uh, and same case, well, you mentioned Jamal Charles. 
But I happen to think Jamal Charles running behind that Denver Broncos offensive line, that, that may be a special opportunity. Victor Cruz is a guy I feel can still help many football teams. I, I really believe that. Um, but teams, for whatever reason, they're afraid because of the injury. Right, and you know what, and, and that may be right, and and he may be a guy that can come in and just you know short yardage situation to be able to come in there and and do some um, do some things. But yeah, I just think um, you know, and, and I know at the end of the day, you know, it's about you, you're paying guys and you guys that you pay, uh, you want them to play. Not unless you're the Cleveland Browns, where they may give you sixteen million dollars and then trade you. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I might. <laughs> I might have to come out of uh, I might have to come out of my uh, come out of my retirement and and jump on uh, jump on some stuff. But you know what? That, that's the thing that you know. Sometimes you you stop and you wonder and you go, you know, what is it about? You know, what do what do you want these guys to do? How do you want them to do it? Um, and and the thing is, you know, ultimately, you know, and I know what they're trying to do and what they're trying to play for. But when you get a guy that has uh, proving itself like Victor Cruz, and then, you know, to your point, Mike, and, and I'm not I'm not going against what you said, uh, not in the least bit, but you know, the guy has had a great see, a great career, and he had you know knee injury, uh, and I think that may be to your point, maybe what's you know kind of drawing the the card back from the table, uh, but the the thing is when it, when it all boils down to it, what do you do when you've got a guy like that? available that has proven itself that he can take care of business off of the field. You know, what's, what's you, what, 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 do you, what would you rather have? Would you rather have a young guy uh, that you know you don't know what he's going to bring you? Or you rather have a seasoned veteran that may be a little – he may be a little gimpy, but in that, you, if you do him right and you play him right, he may be able to give you a little bit of stuff uh, down the way. So what's your take? Yes, I, I want a guy like Victor Cruz in my locker room. There's no doubt about it. He's a leader. And he's proven talent, um, so I I would love to have him in my locker room. That's for sure. You know, and just like right here, it says Robert Griffin. You know, Robert Griffin, he worked out for the Chargers. I thought I was reading my stuff right, and he says the former Washington Redskins and the Cleveland Brown has worked out uh, for the Chargers. So you know, we wish we wish him well uh, and and everything that uh, that he's got to be able to do. But I think you know, uh, let's kind of want I'm going to call out a little bit of John Elway a little bit. Uh, and I think uh, old Doc Elway is struggling to, to find that quarterback, uh, and I don't know if that's because you know it's, is it. I'm going to call it the 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 Magic Johnson syndrome, and not throwing magic under the bus, you know, at all. But I'm just calling it the Magic Johnson syndrome. It's like if, it, it, it's as if Magic, and I what I'll go ahead and corral in MJ. You know, it's just like MJ trying to find his replacement. It's like Magic Johnson trying to find his replacement. Do you think John Elway is struggling trying to find that right quarterback for Denver? Yes, sir. I really do. And the thing is, he struck gold getting Peyton Manning because uh, the Colts wanted to give up on Peyton when they thought, you know, his career was on the downside once with all the neck surgery. So he struck gold with Peyton, went on to win a Super Bowl. And I, I'm not going to say even because of Peyton. I'm going to say because of his defense. But it, he is he is having fits trying to find a franchise quarterback to lead this team into the future. And, you know, he, he looked in the draft. He looked in free agency. I think you may have to uh, search via trade again to find your franchise quarterback in them. You know, and that's and that's that's a big thing, man. I mean, because you know, when when and reason why I call out MJ and, and Magic, you know, not not to throw anybody under the bus, but when you're an elite player. It's hard, you know. Most great players can't make great coaches. Uh, you know, Magic wasn't successful. You know, you get guys like you know Jeff Van Gundy. You get guys that you know just they know they have the they're stewards of the game or students of the game, if you will. Uh, they're not these guys that go out and super. You know, imagine Michael Jordan trying to coach, and he thinks this is easy to knock down his shot. Or he thinks it's easy to do this. To what the average person can't perform at that level night in and night out. So, you know, that's uh, – so hats off, you know, to the Broncos as they continue uh, to, uh, to to look for that right quarterback. And I think uh, when uh, Austin Wallace showed back up for seven uh, – yeah, you know, Elway said, yeah, we'll give you league minimum 700000 Uh We brought him straight on in and and, uh, and hugged his neck. And But we'll have to see how that how that falls out. Hey, listen, I want to talk a little bit more about them Redskins, if you're okay. Yes, sir. All right, so listen, let's talk a little bit about Kirk Cousins. Last year, 
you know, this dude put up 25 touchdowns, right? Yes, sir. You know, 25 touchdowns, and that's, you know, that's pretty impressive. Uh, you know, he threw for, uh, uh, let's say, I think he threw for almost 5,000 yards, uh, which is, you know, and then listen, you know, you're, 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 you're losing three touchdowns from uh, Pierre Garçon, and you're losing uh, four touchdowns from uh, um, from Deshaun Jackson. Uh, but I think, let's see, but are you not, let's see, uh, Crowder had seven touchdowns and Jordan Reed had six touchdowns. You know, so that's kind of, the, you know, just going in from last year, just looking at some last year's stats, you, uh, you, you should be pretty good. And so what it says here, just I'm just looking at an offensive uh, matchup between you, you two guys um, in that process is to – Mike, did I lose you? Yeah, so we're back again. We had a little technical difficulty. But Mike and I was just talking about, you know, the receivers that they lost and what um, what Kirk Cousins does. So, you know, I know you guys franchise uh, Kirk Cousins. So what do you, what's your take? Talk to me about that. Is he your man? Does he need to stay? What y'all going to do? Uh, in my opinion, uh as a lifelong Redskins fan, I, I just don't think he's he's the franchise quarterback. Um, if he can win, fine. But I just I don't see him as our franchise guy. Uh, I think we got to search the draft via free agency to find that guy because I, there was some talk over the offseason. They, they thought about trading him. Right. So I, he's due to make, I think, $25 million this year on the franchise tag. Well, if they can't reach a long-term agreement, he's going to walk away, and you're still stuck without a quarterback. So I, you know, I just I don't see him as the franchise guy. He had a great year last year, and I appreciate Kirk Cousins, but I just don't see him as the franchise guy. I want to win. We ain't won a Super Bowl since '93. <laughs> it's time for one. Good luck. The nation's capital. <laughs> I tell you, I tell you what, folks. He's gonna bring it to you uh, every month, uh, and not uh, not holding anything back. And that is none other than uh, Mr. Mike Quick that we have on uh, on on the show. He's no stranger. No need to introduce him. Uh, actually, I was talking to my former boss today, and he was like, "Man, what you getting into?" I said, "Man, I got We got to drop the show." Uh, and I said, "I got." He said, "You got your you got your former player on Mike. Wasn't that his name?" I said, "Yeah." He said, "I listen to him every time he's on." So again, that's that's what's important, and it's about bringing guys on that's going to impact. We have had you know just a tremendous, tremendous outpouring of great talented people that number one is stopping and giving us time to to talk about the things that they continue to do and continue to give back until uh, until uh, this uh, this program. And then that's why it's an honor to have Mike on. Uh, once a month for us, number one, for us to catch up. Number two, uh, you know, just to talk about the things that we love, and that's and that's the that's the sports game. So, hey, Mike, I know you got a list. Let's go ahead and uh, let's work down through your list. What's the next to- What's the next topic you got, sir? All right, hey, before we do that, yes, sir. Let's, hey, by this being the, the first podcast before the NFL season starts, let's go with a Super Bowl pick. Whoa, it may change. It, it may change. Okay. But let's go with a Super Bowl pitch. All right. All right. So you want you want me to go first? Yes, sir. All right, I'll go first. Now you know, and I'm not saying it and I'm not doing it with my heart, but if if with all the guns that we've got, and if we do the things that we're supposed to do, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers sh- will be, not should be, will be standing uh at the fifty yard line for the coin toss uh in Super Bowl fifty one. I'm a partial to fifty one because that was my number. Uh, when I played and then representing the AFC, I don't want anybody. I know Zeke gonna maybe out, but I don't want to play anybody in the Super Bowl but the NFC, but them Dallas Cowboys. If I ain't in the Super Bowl, I want to see. I want to. I want to meet them Cowboys and let it be a Steelers Cowboys uh, Super Bowl again. Uh, no hard feelings toward my co-host because I know he's a hardcore uh, Redskins, but I think they got still got a little more work to do in order to be there. But, again, from Coach Goins to the NFL fans, it's the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Dallas Cowboys in Super Bowl 51. All right. I agree with you on part of it. But I, 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 my Super Bowl pick is something that I, I picked a couple of years ago, but I think is actually going to happen this season. I'm going with the Pittsburgh Steelers, Ben Roethlisberger, and the Steelers Super Bowl 51 versus Cameron Newton and the Carolina Panthers. Oh. I fully believe Cameron Newton will bounce back after dropping off after the MVP season. He has so many weapons on both sides of the ball 
right now, it, it would be a travesty, in my opinion, if Cameron Newton and the Packers don't make it to the Super Bowl. You know what? Well, let's go ahead. Packers and... over the Steelers in Super Bowl Fifty One. <laughs> Wait a minute, ladies and gentlemen, we just had technical difficulties uh, coming in from uh, from North Carolina. I think uh, Mike said that the uh, it was the Carolina Panthers over the Steelers in the Super Bowl. After I had to call and make sure the satellites are lined up right. We might have a little bit of storm weather and down in North Carolina, but no. You heard it from Mike, so again, you know what? I don't have no problem. You know, and I tell people, you know, the older I get, Mike, I'm just going to be brutally honest. Uh, making it to the Super Bowl and not winning, that used to bother me when I was younger, but now the older I get, the, the more I realize how tough it is to make it to the Super Bowl and how tough it is just to make it to the uh, AFC or the NFC Championship. And then just like last year, you know, we made it to the NFC Championship. We didn't play uh, – AFC Championship, we didn't play well, uh, of course – uh, as uh, as Charles Barkley said, win or go home, and we didn't win, so we had to go home. But when and at the end of the day, I stop and I look and I go, wow, you know what? There's not a lot of teams that say that you know we played in the AFC Championship, or and and that's the thing that you know the older I get, the the more I appreciate you know having that opportunity to get there. So I appreciate you getting my boys, get my boys there, and and anyway, I don't have no problem with playing the, the, those uh, the Panthers. I just hope that we come out on on top. So hey, listen. What I want to talk about, you know, a lot of times people don't realize in football, you know, it's all about the possession. You know, people think, oh, man, we didn't score any points. Okay, so here's here's my challenge to all you football gurus out there. When your team takes the field, just like tonight, it's going to be the Kansas City Chiefs. It's going to be the New England Patriots. Take a look at how many times an offensive team is on the field. How many times do you get to score touchdowns? Are you on the field five times offensively, seven times offensively? Do you have nine possessions? Do you have 12? If you're playing a team that loves to control the ball and loves to control the line of scrimmage with the, with the football, you're gonna, that's going to limit your offensive abilities because you're not going to be on the field but so long because the other team is dominating the time of possession. And of course, I have to take my hats off to the cowgirl. I mean, to the cowboys, because they do that. They they churn the football. They move it up and down the field, so they limiting the time that you have. So those three and outs, or you you see that stat, you'll see them say punt, 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 punt. Those are points that's not being tallied up on the board. Three and out, yeah, that's a possession, but you only you only, you only went three times and you were out. So track that this year. That's a huge stat. And I challenge people to, to really pay attention to the offensive possessions. And then if your defense is not scoring, if your defense is not setting up points, they may not run it. They might not have a pick six, but if they get an interception, it leads to a field goal or it leads to a touchdown. You know, that's a, that's, you know, that's points by the defense. Yeah, the offense scored, but that's still points uh, by what the defense did on, on that side of the ball. So, again, uh, that was on my heart and that was on my mind. Actually, I was kind of whirling that round today, just kind of preparing for the day's show and just realize that you know what man that is a huge deal when you are not on the field offensively so mike you got any any, any words on that I, I totally agree with that you, you can't control the score if you're not offense really so in my opinion you don't, like you said just watch the game how many times one team is on offense other team is on defense time of possession is big time Football. You know what? Yeah, that's my pick on that. That's exactly right. So hey, listen, ladies and gentlemen, I'm gonna give Mike a chance to 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 clear his mind as we as he get ready to move on down into his notes. And uh, so at this time, we just want to take a, a quick quick break and talk about uh, Act Sports uh, again. That is uh, Act Sports, uh, what is for your recreational sports needs. Actually, we had the directors of Act Sports on a couple of weeks ago. That's Vincent and Candace Banks. But if you are looking for a dynamic a place to place your kids for youth sports. You want to go to playactsports.com, uh, and they have a little bit of everything. They've got football, flag football registration is closed. Volleyball registration is closed. Uh, but they have basketball, uh, travel basketball, rec basketball. Uh, they have baseball. Uh, it is just, you know, it is just absolutely, we just finished track and field. Uh, so it's just great to get ready to start cross country. We just had some wrestling mats brought in. Uh, we just finished up our new gym, so hopefully that'll be up and rolling uh, by basketball season. So, again, playaxports.com for your recreational sports needs. Now, hey, we get ready to slide on over into the second half of the podcast on what we call In the Paint. But before we do, 
we want to just make sure that you have opportunity to subscribe, you like us, you follow us, you leave a comment. Hey, and even, you know, reach out and just say, hey, coach, we'd like to hear about this or we'd like to hear about that. You know, it's not about, you know, folks spending a lot of money uh, to be able to find out information, a lot of money about, uh, you know, I want to hear from this coach, I want to hear from that coach. So what we do in basketball more in the game is let you meet great folks like Mike Quick, let you meet great folks like Carl Simon, or Coach Carl Simon, Coach Mike Apple, Coach Mark Wells, uh, Ralph Sampson, Jason Capel, uh, Victor Bullitt, um, you know, just, you know, it just, the list goes on and on and on because why is because these guys and ladies, as well as like Latanya Wynn, Sarah Jones, uh, you know, my, my, my mind just keeps running. Um, we had absolutely dynamic people that's been on this show, uh, giving back and being able to tell you and talk about things that are near and dear to their heart. And it's what made them successful without spending a lot of money. You just subscribe. Uh, and you like us, and you'll be able to pick us up each and every week on our Sunday conversation. So with that break, we're going to jump right on back over. I'm going to toss it to Mike. Mike, go ahead and take us on down that list, sir. Yes, sir. Um, first topic, uh, Coach Goins, I just want to talk about the, um, the first weekend in college football this week. Yes, sir. What your take on college football, and who were the better teams that you've seen this weekend? All right, so you know what? Let's, let's, start, with the, let's start with the upset. You know, if I if I would have had a hundred dollars and I would have put a hundred dollars on that ball game, what uh, uh, when them fellas rolled out there to UNLV and they, and they, you know what you just you just called his brother out and said his brother's gonna be in the Super Bowl. You know, Cam yeah, Newton, Cam Newton's uh, brother went out there and that was Howard University from the nation's capital rolled out there to the desert and took care of UNLV. And guess what? That was Coach Mike London, uh, who was uh, used to coach over at UVA in Charlottesville at. Um, who went out there and had probably one of the biggest upsets in college football history uh, for a you know a low mid major uh, to slide out there and take out uh, UNLV. So I'll turn my attention down. Uh, I think they played in the new uh, Mercedes Benz. You know what? You know how can, how can you you know Alabama's Alabama. You know people say you know they you know they're, they're too stacked. You know what? I, I I I'm not a big college football fan. Somebody says, well you you you're a big time Steeler fan. Yeah, I don't like college. I'm not a big college football fan, and this here's the reason why. Because if you lose a game in college football, most of you know ninety nine percent of the time they won't they won't let you play for the national championship. So you take that same format and you roll it into the NFL. If the NFL was built. And, and was structured like college football, nobody would watch it. Because they ain't me the last NFL team that went undefeated. Now I think I'm going to call out the 72 Dolphins. So you're not going to play in the NFL without losing the game. So it's nothing about losing the game. It's what you do after you lose, even if you have multiple losses. So that's why I really struggle with college football, you know, hoping and, and then if they really get this thing dialed in and create this whole system where you can have, you know, if I lose to Alabama, just like Florida State, and I lose to Alabama, but then I come back and I run the table against everybody else, and I lost to Alabama, you got to look at me. You, you, I've got to still be one of the best teams in the nation. And it's just because I lost against the great. And somebody says, well, why is Alabama? Mike, I'm going to go ahead and run down this road since I got the mic. When I go out here and I recruit like Nick Saban does, and I get the top six players, say, every year, and then 2018 I get the next top six players. So then by the time – those freshmen are now uh, juniors. Guess what I've got? I've got I've got twelve guys that were the nation's best players, and every and then every year I reload with five or six of the nation's best. By the time these guys are seniors, I've got offense and a defense that is top to bottom full of the nation's best players. You know, so you, I can't. You know, I, it's just like you know, we'll 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 flip it to the Dean Dome. You know, when when Dean Smith was out recruiting, you know, the guys that he was recruiting, you know, God bless them. Uh, don't get don't get mad at the process when John Wooden was doing, when Coach K's doing it, when Roy Williams doing it. You know what? If you're drinking the Kool Aid and you can take those guys, you can bring them together. They can play as one unit and rock and roll. You know what? Sometimes you you, you run into a team like Clemson. You know, hats off to Dabo Sweeney in a job that he's doing there. If I was a young man, Mr. Quick, I think I might have to be going down and, and playing in Clemson, South Carolina, because I just really, really like that coach. I really do. I hope that answers your question. I, I know that was a long way around the barn, um, but I just think, I, you know, again, looking at the two, uh, the, I, thought, I thought was the two. Uh, and then another great game I, I did watch was the um, 
Oh gosh, it was the Virginia Tech and um, West Virginia. West Virginia. Yeah, the the kid Jackson for uh, Virginia Tech. He's uh, he's a special kid, and I think he'll do great things in Blacksburg. Folks, don't ask me why Quick is a co-host on the show because he's laying it down like he does all the time. So if I got to take the, I got to go with, um, I'm going, I'm got, I have to roll uh, with Ohio State Buckeyes. And again, I just, I saw a great thirty for thirty on Maurice Correct a couple weeks ago. I know it's been out before, but when that comes on, I just have to kind of stop and and just capture that moment. And of course, I'm going to run with those uh, Clemson Tigers just because, as he said, if I was a young man coming out. And uh, Dabo Swinney came in and talked to me. I think I'd have to lace them up for them Tigers. You know, so just, you know, great opportunity. Um, you know, great, great environment, college football. Uh, you know, don't just because Coach Goins is not a huge, huge fan of college football, just because, again, not anything against the players or the coaches. It's just a system that makes it very, very hard to follow. But Mike has called out two excellent games. Right there. Who Do you know who's Alabama playing this week? Not sure, um, uh, but I can definitely find out. You know, because I'm figuring that uh, whoever they gonna roll, as they say, roll tide. Uh, you know what? These those jokers is rolling up on you, uh, and they'll beat the brakes off of you if you're not uh, if you're not careful in the entire process of, of what's happening and, and what that looks like. So, you know, great great call out that that Mike had right there. And again, actually, you know, it, it, it's pretty awesome. Uh, and I think on the, in my FCA magazine, that's the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, there's a great article in there with uh, Coach uh, Dabble Swinney out of Clemson, as we've been saying, uh, giving just a – yeah, as the old saying goes, you give honor where honor is due. And uh, he's done a tremendous, tremendous job, not just him, his entire coaching staff and everything they bring to the table. So, all right, Mike, what, let's, let's, what you got on that list, man? Because I know, know we're holding back and we're going to talk a little bit of hoops. Well, hey, that, that, that switch gears a little bit, and that's exactly what I want to talk about next. Uh, I, the last time we were on the show last month, we talked about a trade that was in the works, so, and uh, something went down big between the top two teams in the Eastern Conference of the NBA, the Boston Celtics and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Give me your thoughts. Well, you know what? I, 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 can, see, I can see Boston doing that, and, I, and if, if I had to go back in archives, I think we might even talk a little bit about that. Um, but you know, I, 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 am I right? Didn't, didn't we discuss a little bit about uh, the possibility of? Um, yes, we, we did. Yeah. Thomas Irving, yep. Sir. Yes, sir. See, that's right. You heard it right here on basketball more in the game, and that was a uh, coach quick and uh, coach going just, uh, and that was several several weeks ago uh, before the trade went down. Yeah, I mean, here, here here's my take on this, Mike. Number one, uh, if you don't want to play for me, I want you gone. It's just that simple. You know, I'm not going to be walking in the locker room and you looking over your shoulder and you doing all it. And okay, if you can't understand or you don't want to be a part, uh, we want you gone. And then that's just, you know, if you lose your locker room, you've lost your team. Uh, and then you bring a guy in that actually uh, can, has the skill set uh, that is a true point guard because Kyrie Irvin is not a true point guard. Uh, if you think he is, uh, you do not know the game of basketball. Uh, he is a scorer. He is a two guard. Uh, and in that, you know, he wants to be the man. So guess what we're going to do? We're going to box him up, send him up north, and uh, let him deal with the, uh, the boys in Beantown. Uh, and we wish him, you know, the best on the court. But he is not a true point guard. Uh, he is a, you know, he's a scoring guard. And if he wants to be the man, uh, he'll have 82 games to show uh, what, uh, what, what's that worth to him. Isaiah Thomas, but when I take a look um, deeper into the trade, 
Cleveland, I mean, they came out great in this deal. Anytime you get a defensive specialist like Jay Crowder, a scoring machine like IT, um, as well as a future first-round pick in 2018 that is owned by the Brooklyn Nets, and Anti Zizi, I guess that's how we pronounce his name, you get all of that for Kyrie Irving. In my opinion, Cleveland, they stole this deal. That's right. They raped. Boston over the Colts. <laughs> you know, and you know, and and I guess you know, I guess it's Boston's. Um, I don't know. Let's let's call Danny Ainge out a little bit here. Is is he looking to bring Kyrie Irving and him and Tatum? Uh, but you know that the league is your rookies can't win championships in the NBA. They just they just can't do it. Not by themselves. Uh, and then that you bring a you bring a guy. Now here, here's why I'm, I'm gonna step out here and it says you know I'm, I'm gonna get out on this limb and hope this limb can hold me up. Is you, know, you have to be careful when you bring a guy like Kyrie Irving into that locker room because he's played with the best player on the planet. Now he's gonna come in that locker room and you got those young guys. You got young talented guys like Jason Tatum and whoever else may be in that locker room. What will spread? What will be his feedback to those guys about LeBron? Because now they're his teammates, you know. So in that, you you know, you got to be, and it's almost like you know, it's almost like you you're letting a snake in the in the chicken coop, if you will. Because again, not that you know Kyrie's a snake. I'm just using that as a parable because you've got young guys that's going to look up to this guy, and they're going to be like, all right, now why didn't he want to play with the best guy on the planet? But you want to come play with us. Because you want to be the man, or are you trying to win championships? I mean, and it's and, and again, I'm not wishing. I'm just looking at it. I'm trying to look at it thirty thousand feet. I'm trying to look at it as a basketball guy, uh, and I'm trying to look at it to be able to go. Okay, yeah, you want to be able to go there because you know LeBron may be leaving. But I don't know. I mean, maybe Danny ain't see something. Maybe uh, Kyrie wants to get out. He wants to prove himself. But like I said a minute ago, he's got eighty-two games as I call it, the grind. He's got the grind to prove itself, and all eyes are going to be in Boston. I think all, like you said, Mike, Cleveland's going to be better because if Cleveland gets rid of Shumford and get rid of J.R. Smith and, you know, pack them dudes up and, and send them down to the D-League and let them go by and play Pine Crest Union Pines, Barn Stump, whatever, both of them dudes need to get up out of Cleveland because they just, they, you know, they just can't you, – you, you can't rely. And, again, you know, and, and that's kind of going down a different road, but – you can't, you know, you can't look at those guys and look at their bench and think they're going to get you what they're going to get you, and playing against elite players night in and night out because they just can't, say, they can't answer the bell. Exactly. Yes, sir. All right. Next item on the list: um, the rich get richer in um, Durham, North Carolina. Duke basketball lands Marvin Bagley, a five-star recruit from out on the West Coast. I believe it's Arizona. The kid um, reclassed from the 2018 class to the 2017 class. Ladies and gentlemen, you're hearing it first from a Tar Heel fan. If Duke is not the favorites to win the championship this year and they don't win the championship, I would even be surprised. Um, you heard it first from one of the biggest Tar Heel fans ever. You know what, Mike? You're exactly right. You know, but And now, as always, you know, you got to bring that talent together. Uh, those guys have got a mold at point guard. And again, that's what I thought they were missing last year because they didn't have a true point guard. Uh, you know, hence, you know, my whole scenario that we just talked about with Kyrie Irving. You've got to have a point guard in order to take care of, you know, what you're doing out on the floor. You know, so you look at you, you know, who won the national championship last year? The All right, so give, give me your starting five from the heels from last year. Point guard Joel Berry the second, wing guard Theo Penson, small forward Justin Jackson, power forward Isaiah Hicks, center Kennedy Meeks. All right. Roster was laid with upperclassmen. All right. So in that, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> and I I won't worry about him not naming them five. I just sitting there just smiling as he was dropping those uh dropping those names down. But that team had a point guard, a true point guard. And then, you know, and I'm going to go, and you know what, sometimes I'm going, I'm going to kind of quote my pastor here. You know, sometimes he said, if you don't toot your horn, it doesn't get tooted. Uh, and I knew a year ago that uh, you need to take, uh, what's, your, what's your man that was there uh, year before last? Um, 
the kid that hit the shot and then when they played um uh oh gosh Connecticut Villanova. I mean Villanova yeah well he went up and kind of bent that Marcus Page when Marcus Page had the basketball in his hand I kept telling my buddy I was like listen Roy has got to get the ball out of his hands and put him out on the wing and let uh Joe Barry let him be your point guard let him do that. And when he did that, and again, I'm not Coach Goins and I'm not looking on anybody's cheat sheet. I'm just stating fact is when you did that, this dude, you woke up a sleeping giant. So the Hills went on and had a redemption year uh, to see him in the Final Four in Houston and turn around and watch him again in Phoenix. Uh, and they win it, you know, being there live and actually talking to Mike uh, before the game, halftime and after the game uh, while we're there in Phoenix. Uh, for those days, it was just tremendous, tremendous job. But you cannot play the game of college basketball without a true point guard. All teams, no matter what your front line is, at the end of the day, you have got to have a point guard to be able to run the show. That's just that's my opinion. Somebody can say, go fly a kite, I'll fly a kite, put a key at the end of it, we'll call it electricity. But I'm just telling you, you've got to to have a point guard if you're going to do something. So Duke has brought this guy in, and Mike is exactly right. I think he's supposed to be the you know, the, the next coming. I think he's a big man. He can do it all. I've seen a little bit of video. I hadn't got the inside scoop on him, but I am here to tell you, they better have somebody that can bring that ball down in Cameron, quiet, that, quiet them folks down when they need to quiet down and take care of business because, watch this, over across town, and that place they call the Dean Dome, they got a point guard. Yes, sir. And they better be ready because when they roll up in the, and they come over to Durham or they go and well, Durham rolls up to Chapel Hill, trust me, their point guard better be better be ready to, to roll up and then deal with Carolina's guard because, I mean, the, the kid is a true point guard. He does a great job, and I'm sure he's working at his game. You know, Mike is right. You know, Duke should be sitting pretty. But they've got to lock down that uh, point guard position. Okay, Mike, I appreciate that uh, you you tossing them blue devils. Uh, is it true? I know somebody, is, or is it just kind of rumor mill going around? I, I don't haven't heard anything official. I've been trying to go on the website, but they said that WRL had uh, said something that Coach K may be retiring at the end of the season. Um, I haven't heard anything of that note, but you know that's wild. That's big speculation there. Yeah. Um, I, but I would definitely be looking into that, trying to find out if that's true or not. But to piggyback off of what you said, a true point guard is right. And Coach Kate knows that. He went out and he got one and Trayvon Duvall. And at the end of the day, he's a freshman. Being a talented freshman. Dude, they're loaded. I mean, badly, when you think about badly, Grayson Allen returning. Gary Trent Jr., who is the son of the former Shaq of the Mac, Gary Trent Sr., um, to have the big kid from out of Georgia, Wendell Carter. I mean, Duke is absolutely loaded. They're talented, um, but the key to it is going to be that point guard position. Can Trayvon Duvall handle it? Will he be able to handle all the pressure? I know there's been a knock on the kid that he can't shoot. So we're going to see. Whenever we roll that basketball out, I think practice starts somewhere around September 25th, 27th, somewhere in that area. But Duke also landed another five-star wing and 6'8", um, Cameron Reddish within the last week for 2018. So the Rich just keep getting richer. Mike Krzyzewski just keep piling it on. And if he is about ready to retire, uh, you know, uh, it's going to be interesting to see. You know what? That's uh... – that's exactly right. You know, it's just as one of Tyler quote one Mike says, the rich get rich, and I quote one of Tyler Perry's shows. You know, the uh, the have and the have nots. You know, so in that, that's uh, you know, that, it, it, you know, let's just kind of hang out right there. You know, and Mike just brings an excellent point. You know, you think about it. He, you know, they go out and they get these guys to come in year after year after year. You know, and and what is it? Is it is it the coach? Is it the coaches? Or is it the former players calling these guys? I mean, think about it. If if Mike Quick is a Washington, if Mike is coming out and he's a all-state center and he's going to get the opportunity to, to go and and come out of uh, – go to Carolina. And Mike played his high school career in Carolina, uh, Carolina regalia. 
So uh, so he gets out and he's getting ready. To, he's, he got the NFL, and all of a sudden he's getting calls from Art Monk, Joe Theismann. Is it, I mean, he's getting encouragement to do what? To you know, the, the man, you know, and then they draft him. So as he's being recruited, think about it, if Mike was that you know six nine kid coming out of Union Pines High School back in the day, and next thing he knows, he gets a call from Michael Jordan saying, you know, Mike. This is Mike talking to Mike. You really need to come to Chapel Hill. I think you would fit in good. And next thing you know, he gets a call from Michael Corn, Phil Ford, uh, you know, Vince Carter, Antoine Jameson, uh, Ed Coda. You know, just the list goes on and on of all of the Carolina alum that may be calling. So, you know, you think about these powerhouse universities when they have their alumni been able to call these young guys and say, you know what, you'd really look good in that, you know, that uh, Carolina blue. Hey, you'd really look good being, the, you know, the, being the brotherhood, uh, and that's what they call themselves uh, in the medical city. You know, so what, Mike? You know, you, you've done your homework. You know, you got these guys. So, what, what, I, I, what's on that sheet of paper about them fellows over there in Chapel Hill? Uh, an interesting point that you just made. You just brought up a great point. It's a big time recruiting weekend in Chapel Hill this weekend. As we're, we're, we're sitting to honor all the past national championship teams um, during the football game between UNC and Louisville this weekend, as well as honor the um, 17 championship team with their rings this weekend. Well, ladies and gentlemen, guess who is honorary captain for the football team this weekend? None other than the greatest basketball player to ever live and lace up a pair of sneakers, Michael Jeffrey Jordan. He will be on campus this weekend as the Tar Heels are hosting on, a, on his official top 10 recruit, Nasir Little, from out of Florida, will be on campus for his official, along with 2018 commits, Rashawn Leakey Black, out of Concord, North Carolina, Kobe White, out of Wilson, North Carolina, as well as 2019 commit point guard, Jeremiah Francis, from out of Pickerton, Ohio, and 2019 recruits, Wendell Moore, out of Concord, North Carolina, and Armando Backcock. 6'9", power forward out of Richmond, Virginia. So, ladies and gentlemen, these guys are going to be on campus with the legendary, the greatest to ever do it, Michael Jeffrey Jordan. So, big-time recruiting weekend. Let's see if we can reel some of these guys in for the chance. You know what? So, folks, you don't ask me, and I ain't going to tell you, but that is none other uh, than Mike Quick laying it down North Carolina style. You know, via telephone, uh, Coach Goins is in the studio here in VA. Mike's via telephone in North Carolina. But, you know, it's such an honor and privilege that we get together every month uh, to be able to do this show, to spend some time, and just, you know, that's what it's about. You know, for you coaches, I'm going to go ahead and, you know, Mike, again, just just tremendous, tremendous job there, buddy. Uh, just, you know, you do your homework uh, without a shadow of a doubt. You know, I make a call and say, hey, Mike, let's get together. It's that time of month, and he's able to step up to the plate. So you young guys, you know, you have an opportunity to – you know, think about it. Let's fast forward, you know, 20 years from now, you guys are playing for coaches and coaches able to come back and do what Mike and I do. That's what it's about. It's not about Coach Goins. It's not about basketball. Uh, it's about, you know, more than the game. It's more than the game to Mike. It's more than the game than me. And then we're able to just, to, you know, use technology. You know, we're states apart, but we're able to use technology and leverage that and be able to get together uh, fellowship, talk about things that are very passionate to us, but most importantly, uh, we just try to impact uh, the folks that are listening uh, throughout the United States and across the world. We are so, so excited about just the direction that it's headed, and I cannot, and I, and I say this all the time, and I, and I have to thank Mike for his leadership over the years and, and how his life has impacted mine and, and vice versa, uh, but most importantly, you know, to all of our listeners and subscribers, this is why we do what we do. This is why we're passionate about what we're passionate about, to get the word out so folks have that inside track. So when you sit down and you turn on your television, you hear this kid and you hear this trade, you know, there was a, you know, there was a time that you sit back and go, wow, man, those guys were talking about that on the show. And that's what it's all about. It's about impacting the people uh, that you care about the most and the people that we care about the most or the people that are dialing in our show, listening, and just being able to make it happen. So with that, uh, we're going to go ahead and, and toss it back over to Mike for his closing comments, and Coach Goins will be back shortly. Mike, you can go ahead and put the wraps on us. Yes, sir. Coach Goins, I, I really appreciate you having me on the show again this month as the co-host, and, and I, I hope you enjoyed the show today just as much as I have. Um, it's been truly a blessing to just be able to, 
sit here and talk about sports, talk about the game that we love, and just just be able to interact with each other. You've been a blessing to my life over the years, and you're still blessing me um, by allowing me the opportunity, number one, first and foremost, to be my friend, and then as well to be a part of basketball more than a game. So I truly thank you. And as we close the show today, I just would like to say, always remember that somebody is somewhere working on their game. You know what, folks? That's none other than uh, Mr. Mike Quick, and I'm going to end it this way on John, our scripture verse, John 14, 6. I am the way, the truth, and the light. So on behalf of uh, Coach Quick, Coach Goins, we thank you for your time, your talent, and we thank everybody for tuning in for another Sunday conversation on basketball, more in the game, and we'll see you in the gym.